Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brewer Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Absolutely fantastic day today, and if you need anything, as always, feel free to give us a call or email us up at healthmasters.com. The Superfood Complete is on sale for 25% as product of the week. Y'all voted in it won, so be sure to check that out on the website. And again, we got more of the iodine batches in. We basically had to order some more of that. I talked to Ruben the other day. I told you guys that a lot of people are basically starting to buy a little bit more of that for obvious reasons of what's been going on globally. But also, as I told you guys in general, it's a product and a staple that I take every day for overall thyroid health. It also is very effective product helping to maintain healthy thyroid functioning if you're exercising and training a lot as well and you're trying to maintain healthy body composition and stay leaner and stronger. It also works really, really good for that as a daily supplement. So again, thank you for supporting Health Masters and getting this truth and news out here on a regular basis. First thing I wanted to touch base on, as Ted and I briefly talked about what's been going on with the massive flack down here with the bill that prevents children grades three and lower from being basically propagandized with unbelievably perverted cross-dressing ideology and transgender ideology and all the other perversion that we're seeing happen in California schools and the bill that they constantly refer to as the don't say gay bill, which has nothing to do with specific genders. It simply does not want children being taught any type of gender identity, sexual orientation or sex ed before fourth grade, which quite frankly, I've told you guys, I disagree, and I think the bill should have gone further and taken it to at least fifth or sixth grade at minimum. But nonetheless, this is at least something that is positive for the standpoint that we're not going to be seeing in Florida what's been going on in California with literally preschool going in, preschoolers and kindergartners being taught this unbelievably perverted ideas about what, a lot of times in my opinion, this is my opinion, some of these really, really sadistic pedophile teachers are in these school groups that are hardcore communists are trying to teach these young children. Because you got to think about it. Any normal, grown, healthy, cognitive functioning teacher does not think it's okay to teach four- and five- and six-year-olds about how they can be little boys or they can be little girls or they can be a broom or they can be a cat or they can basically just do whatever they want and act like perverted pedophiles. This is what they want to do. This is what they want to promote on these young children. No normal teacher, no healthy teacher would want to produce this or add this into the children's mind. Only perverts would want to do this. So what's going on now is Disney – which you guys know my, my, my love for Disney runs deep, and I'm being very sarcastic. Disney CEO now came out and basically claimed the bill is endangering the LGBT community, and he told DeSantis that he basically wants Santas to chop the bill and not, not allow it to veto it. And DeSantis said he's not going to be swayed or bullied by woke corporations. In fact, DeSantis wouldn't even return the phone call of the CEO from Disney, won't even take a meeting with him, said, no, I'm not changing my mind on this. There's absolutely no reason that this should even be a topic right now. Why are people arguing and fighting over the need to sexualize first and second and third graders with basically any type of sexual ideology, period? 
and Disney CEOs all mad about it. We're, we're, we're not going to support you now, man. We're not going to support you, DeSantis. You're not doing what we tell you to do. Well, like a lot of people say, they're a little concerned about Santez's background with Yale and such, but I have to say this has been one of the only governors I have seen in the entire country that's actually started to address this topic because, as I've said before, what happens with the adults, what happens with our economy, this is all things that we all have to kind of work on and try to deal with in our own lives and try to get together in groups and get together and help people realize the truth of what's going on. With what happens to our children, it is 100% our responsibility what happens to them because they cannot make these decisions properly at four and five and six years old. You don't hand over something that's extremely delicate and extremely valuable to a five or six year old and you say, hey, make sure you take care of this. It'd be like saying you go and hand a you know a five year old a, a brand new Rolex or something. Say, hey, buddy, I got you a $50,000 watch. You need to take care of it. They're not going to know what to do with it. They're going to be out in the backyard playing in the dirt and the sand with it, banging it on a shovel. They're going to go, oh, sorry, I didn't know. The concepts of what values are, what real things are, don't really mesh at a five- or six-year-old. They're learning this by what they're taught. So when you start teaching these kids this perverted ideology at a young age, they just say, oh, okay, well, that's what my teacher told me to do. That's what I can do. This is why it's so important to protect them. And I thought it was funny, though that basically DeSantis refused to even discuss anything with the Disney CEO. And now Governor DeSantis came out and blasted Disney's partnership with Communist China. <laughs> A day after the company's executive director condemned the state's proposal parental rights education bill, rebuttaling comments from Disney's CEO, DeSantis said he will not be swayed. And then he went on further to basically say, in the state of Florida, we're not going to allow them to eject transgenderism into kindergartners. First graders shouldn't have woke gender ideology imposed in their curriculums. He went on to slam Disney's hypocritical CEO as a, as a legend pro-family company, while at the same time turning a blind eye to the atrocities committed by its biggest corporate sponsor, which is China. Which I, I did not know that, by the way. He said, how do they possibly explain lining their pockets with billions of dollars with the relationship from Communist Party of China and then want to tell us what we should do with our children. He's, he's spot on with that. And so, again, glad this information is coming to light. I think the more that parents hear about this, see about it, and do their own research of what's being done in the school systems, the more parents are going to want to get informed and make a difference. So I encourage all parents to stay active in this. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. That uh, Glad to see he finally had something happen. Justice uh, Jesse Smollett, basically ju Justice for Juicy was the big joke they used to always say. A, uh, the one that basically had the big, giant, fake hate crime that he put together where he decided he was going to walk to Subway at 2 a.m. in the middle of a windy snowstorm in Chicago and got a Subway sandwich. And then suddenly two white individuals with MAGA hats on caught him in the middle of the snowstorm and basically poured bleach on him and put a noose around his neck and made a bunch of racial slurs that nobody saw, nobody witnessed, nobody was privy to. And then he ran all the way back to his apartment with the noose still on, called law enforcement. When law enforcement got to his apartment, he still had the noose around his neck and began to tell them this elaborate story about how two MAGA supporters got him at 2 a.m. on the sidewalk in the middle of a snowstorm. And obviously we knew from the very beginning the story made absolutely zero sense whatsoever, especially considering the fact that I don't know if people have ever been around, you know, white individuals in a snowstorm. 
I don't like to be outside in a snowstorm. Last year as heck, I'm not walking around at 2 a.m. trying to accost somebody at any point in time, even if I didn't like them. It's cold out. I don't like cold weather. I'm from Florida. And so the whole story was so stupid, but yet so many people bought it. And it started a lot of racial division until people started to realize the whole thing was a lie. He has now been sentenced to 150 days in jail and will now be a convicted felon for what he did. And I told everybody, people asked, well, what do you think about this? I said, dude, I said, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. This man went out and made a national mockery of law enforcement, turned around and came up with one of the biggest lies. And one of the things the judge said about it was he said, you still are now pushing this lie. You have not taken responsibility for your actions. You have not under any circumstances admitted what you did was wrong. You are still pushing the lie and saying you're innocent. When every single person in the entire country, even the people that supported you, have now distanced you because they know you're lying. And he still, as he was basically walking out to go to prison, he still puts his fist up in the air and said, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, as he walked out. And this is what happens when you see the hardcore leftists get a hold on something. They will not admit it ever. They will take the lie to their death. And that's why it is so important we get the truth out there and we continue to stand up for freedom of what's going on. Because this is why you have to make a stand with certain things. I've told you guys certain things like the stupid mask. There's been so many people now that have now said, oh, well, guess what? We don't have to wear masks anymore. Why were you wearing them before? I mean, almost every state's now dropped them. COVID's completely disappeared now. The CDC's basically said, Walensky came on the other day, if you guys saw her, and said, well, we're pretty much going to have to treat COVID now like the seasonal flu. You know, that's basically what it is. And we're just going to have to do it with like an annual booster shot every year, and that's going to be, you know, what it is. Wait, what? What? We're not, we're not just going to breeze past that like you didn't just say what I think you said. Well, what you're saying is, the last two and a half years was a complete and total lie, and all we experienced was a really, really nasty flu, and people that were already sick and had horrible comorbidities and were obese, when they caught it, a lot of them died, and people that were healthy and strong, hence the 99.97% survival rate, people that were strong and took their vitamin C and D3 and zinc and quercetin, when it hit them in the face, they basically dealt with it for four, five, six days, bounced back, got their immune system strong, and moved on with their life. Yeah. Kind of like what we have literally said for two and a half years now. But now they want to make sure this narrative kind of disappears because they don't want people to hawking about what they just did to everybody. Remember what I told you guys last month? I said, I'm not going to pretend and forget like we didn't just have happen what happened for the last two years. The shutting down of businesses arresting people for being outside without a mask on, going in and sh pulling people out of restaurants for not having COVID passes. I was just recently, we saw that in New York. Oh, yeah, that's, 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 that's fine. We don't worry about that. That's just That was in the past. We're not going to bring up the past anymore, right, Austin? No, we're going to bring it up. We're going to bring it up a lot. We're going to continue to try to hold these people accountable and not let them just slide under their slippery rock like the cockroaches that they are. Now you got TSA out of nowhere says, well, we're going to extend our mask mandate on planes till April 18th. Now, I don't know where I missed the memo where the TSA is a health enforcement agency. I, I don't know. The Transport Safety Agency haven't seen the memo to where they go in and enforce safety regulations when it comes to health in the middle of nothing. There is no pandemic. There really never was. There was a massive, nasty, manipulated flu that was weaponized in China, and they released here in the United States. So the TSA now apparently is now a health enforcement agency, and they're now just 
ruling arbitrarily. We're just going to make people wear masks still. Well, I've told you guys this before. The masks, the only reason the masks were there were servitude and compliance and continue to make people submissive, to continue to show that you will submit and you will wear a muzzle like a dog when we tell you to wear a muzzle. If you don't, we'll eject you from anything we see fit. This is why they're continuing to push it. They want to remind people, you do not have the right to travel freely on your way. You don't have a right to get on a plane and travel somewhere without having to take your belt and boots off and walk through an x-ray scanner and keep your muzzle on the whole time, peasants. And we'll tell you and we'll allow you when you can take it off. But right now, we don't see fit to do that. Well, good thing is Senator Rand Paul, who has been adamant as I am about muzzles pretty much from the very beginning, said he announced Thursday – Today, he will be trying to force force a vote to end the absolute insanity with the federal mask mandate on airlines. He said we're about two years past anyone believing that masks actually work. He said they went on to say here that the government doesn't want to relinquish its power and pledge to end the unscientific move. And this is exactly what I've said before. Once you have an out-of-control individual or an out-of-control agency or government or anything, you can put any name on that. Once they get newfound power, it's very, very difficult to get them to relinquish that power because they get drunk on it. They get excited with it. They feed off of it. That's why when you saw that one school, the, that county school board that was up there, where was it up in, in, in Pennsylvania, I think where it was, Loudoun County. And the school board system said, if any child comes on the premises without a mask on, they will be arrested for trespassing. All of a sudden, the judge came out and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is Virginia, excuse me, Virginia, Loudoun County, Virginia. The judge comes out and says, no, absolutely not. We're filing basically an injunction against you. You don't, you don't have the authority powers like that. You can't start dictating the law enforcement. They're going to arrest children that are required to come to school by law, essentially, that if they come on campus without a mask, you're going to arrest them for trespassing. You can't do that. And they did not want to relinquish their power. This is what happens when you have communists that are completely drunk on power. So again, this is why I've continued to tell everybody we have to keep fighting for truth of what's going on here. And I personally think if our listeners like y'all and other platforms that have been getting the truth out, if we had not pushed so hard and so aggressively and so adamantly about not complying with the lies and the manipulation and personally people getting stronger and healthier and taking their supplements, I personally think they would still keep pushing this tooth and nail as hard as they could in order to keep people complying. But again, once people started to wake up, they knew by the algorithms they had to start changing the narrative and dropping a lot of these mandates because I personally think that was the goal from the very beginning to keep this going as long as they possibly could. And we finally now made some leadway and made them say, okay, listen, we're not going to be able to keep pushing. It's just like the truckers up in D.C. now. Isn't it ironic the trucking systems that shut down Canada and Ottawa started going that way. Everybody started talking about how they weren't going to comply with the vaccine mandate, how people were not going to start wearing masks anymore. And all this stuff started occurring. The truckers were going to D.C. Now suddenly, out of nowhere, COVID's pretty much gotten dropped statewide, and nobody's even talking about it. Fauci's crawled back in his cockroach hole, and you haven't seen him for weeks. Yeah, I don't find a coincidence at all. That's another reason, too, why they had to bring the Ukraine narrative into light and change the narrative to make people forget about what had been done to them for the last two years, Dad. What do you think? Very well said, Austin. Excellent opening. And, and you're right. 
they have to change the narrative based on algorithms. When the algorithms say that we will no longer comply, we're not going to do this, we're going to have a bunch of truckers go to, you know, Canada and a bunch of truckers go to DC. Notice how the DC trucker event was a non-event. It was never reported on by anybody. Notice how the Pfizer data dump was a non-event. It was never reported by anybody. I mean, they don't want to talk about the stuff that they have been caught doing as far as lying. They don't want to do it. Look at this mess now with Florida. That This is a grooming law. This is an anti-grooming law that was passed. They're grooming these children in a theta brainwave state from the ages of four to eight to accept transgender ideology and to think that they're another sex than what they are. That's all this is. DeSantis understands this. This is MK Ultra mind control being used at the school levels, forcing these young children to become perverts. I saw a picture yesterday of Klaus Schwab, and it was so bad. And I, and I vetted it with my, my friend Jeff France. Jeff said it was an actual picture of him walking on a beach. It looked like Lake Geneva over in Switzerland. And he was wearing like a – it's so perverted. He was wearing stockings, all right? He was wearing stockings. He was basically nude. And he was it – was, it was, it was, he had like a veil, like a bridal veil over his head. And it was unbelievably horrible. In fact, I asked Sharon, I said, do you want to post this? She goes, absolutely not. It's sick. You guys can look it up yourself. But Jeff Friend said it's a legit photo of him. This is the level of perversion that these people at the highest levels are involved in. I mean, I, I told you that Klaus Schwab was a queer. I told you that. I told you he was gay. I told you he's a weirdo. And now you see him in a photo like this. And, and the thing about it is, is that now we find out he's best friends with Hunter Biden and on and on and on and on. And so you start to look at this stuff, you go – these guys are unbelievable. You know, I had Mike ask me this morning, you know, why in the world are they talking about the bioweapons labs now in Ukraine? Well, remember what they said a couple of years ago? You never allow a crisis to go to waste, a real good crisis. Well, now this is a crisis. They've had a flashlight shown on their cockroach activities against the Biological Weapons Treaty of 1989, having all of these bioweapons laboratories in Ukraine manufacturing who knows what as far as death to the population of the planet in these different facilities, and now they've been caught doing it. You know That's why you know Victoria Newland, who's married to Kagan, who basically wrote The New American Century, I mentioned this on yesterday's show, she came out now as, as saying, oh, Russia has this and Russia has the bioweb. So they're admitting to it. So now they're admitting to having bioweapons laboratories against the Biological Weapons Treaty of the 89 in Ukraine. Well, they, they don't want anybody to see that. Let me let me tell you an example of this. Let me, let me give you an analogy, a metaphor, a, a real metaphor. Years ago, I had a pastor friend of mine. Before he had gotten saved, he had been arrested for soliciting prostitution. I can't make this stuff up, okay? And so he had an arrest record of basically trying to pick up a whore. Just be blunt, all right? And it was dismissed, but it was still there nonetheless. And one of his family members was going to blackmail him and tell him basically that, you know, if he didn't give them X amount of dollars per year, that they were going to go ahead and disclose this to his 10,000 member church. So he called me up and he says, Ted, what should I do? I don't understand why they would do this. This is 10 years ago in my past, 20 years ago in my past, whatever it was. And he goes, the charges were dismissed. And I said, well, they're using it as leverage against you. I said, I suggest that you announce to your church that before you got saved that you were arrested for basically soliciting prostitution and that you basically – the charges were dropped. He, goes, he says, you mean admit to it? I said, absolutely yes, right in front of the whole church. And he goes, well, it will destroy the church. I said, no, it won't. This is long before you got saved. It's not going to make any difference. 
you know, I, I've said, you know, you don't do that kind of stuff anymore. And so that'll take away the edge of them blackmailing you with this because what's there to blackmail you over? You already told the whole church this happened. And he goes, well, I'm going to go ahead and do it. He did it. He announced it on Sunday morning in a service talking about his sinful nature, what he was like before he got saved, mentioned it briefly, they mentioned it had been dismissed, and then that was the end of it. And the person could no longer blackmail him over that because he had already told the church about it. See, sometimes it's just easier to come clean. Like you said this morning also with Jesse Spolett. If Jesse Spolett had said, I'm really sorry I did this, you know, I want the country to forgive me, I contributed to unbelievable black relations, you know, you know black-white relations damaging for this, because he's queer too. I did a horrible thing. I should have never done this, and I, I ask everybody to forgive me. All right? He, at that point, everybody would have said, oh, okay, he's an idiot. All right, let him go. They probably would not even have given him any jail time. And quite frankly, I think he got off really, really, really with nothing with 150 days in jail. That's nothing. He should have gotten five years for what he did, with what he did with the entire country as far as race relations, et cetera, et cetera, and following false, false police reports, and on and on and on. But he didn't come clean with what he had done. Sometimes you just got to tell the truth and say, okay, here's the deal. we got to do it this way. And see, that's what my pastor friend did. This is the same. I'm using that as a metaphor now to tell you what happened with Ukraine. The United States got its hands caught in a cookie jar with at least 15, some people say up to 30 biolabs in Ukraine, manufacturing, producing who knows what. Here's the perfect spin. The United States was doing everything it possibly could to prevent the use of bioweapons and trying to figure out ways to keep people alive in the event of a biological attack, and we had these laboratories in Ukraine. However, Russia came in and took advantage of all of our research, and now they've seized all of the samples. Oh, by the way, Russia's had a biological weapons attack now using one of our products that we never would have used, and we're blaming it on Russia. Wait a minute. That's a false flag, my friends. The United States goes out and does a release of a bioweapon and blames Russia on it. Now, it's the perfect excuse. That would never happen. Ted, you're being silly. Oh, contraire. What do you think happened with coronavirus? We started working on it against the rules in Fort Detrick. We had to outsource it to Wuhan. We don't know if it went through the Ukraine or not. It could have. We don't know what happened with all that. And suddenly it gets released in China. And suddenly the United States gets to basically step away from it and say, it wasn't our fault. It's the Chinese virus. That was developed at Fort Detrick. Gain of function. We did it. We already did it with this thing with coronavirus. Now it's easier and more easy for the American population who's completely and totally sold out to patriotism and believing the United States can never do anything wrong. Why our leaders ran MK Ultra. Why our leaders allowed Eisenhower's death camps to exist, killing millions of Germans as far as the soldiers after World War II, allowing 12. 12 million Germans to be starved to death from 45 to 52, allow the city of Dresden to be bombed as a blood sacrifice to Lucifer via the doggone weirdo, whackbag, Kabbalist, Luciferian, Druid, Churchill. All of these things that this country's involved in that we don't want to ever talk about, like the Bay of Tonkin, which never happened. On and on and on, or the shooting of that ship, you know, by Israel back in the 60s. This never ever ends. So the American population has a very, very short memory and it's like austin said they're doing everything they can now to make covid the seasonal flu a very dangerous seasonal flu that'll kill you deader than a snake in a doggone wagon rut but, but nevertheless a seasonal type flu that they want to vaccinate you against every single year they had to do that because of the pfizer data dump the pfizer data dump was so damning to everybody 
anybody involved in this research with this emergency use authorization of this vaccine with 1,200 side effects, including massive amounts of cardiac problems in addition to amputations, et cetera, et cetera. And I did find out from my friend, who's the, who's the Heisman Trophy winner, that Deion Sanders did get his shots, all three of the shots, and he was pushing shots to his entire team and to the entire university where he teaches. Yeah, that's right. And so now Deion Sanders had two toes amputated. They almost had to take his doggone leg off from the knee down because of blood clots. This is a nightmare what they've done to us, guys. And I'm like Austin. I about said a bad word. Blank on them. We're not going to forget. We've had enough. We've had enough of the sticking shots. We've had enough of the doggone masks. We've had enough of this TSA. When in the world does TSA think they're a health organization? They have no authority whatsoever to mandate masks from a health standpoint on an airplane. They don't have that authority. Just so the CDC didn't have the authority. Congress didn't vote on this crap. And see, this is the problem that we have. We have these organizations inside of the organizations, this shadow government, so to speak, of these bureaucrats that just make up rules and regulations that we're supposed to listen to. But yet the Congress never voted on it. We, the people, never voted on it. I still won't get it on an airplane until the mask mandate's over with. I won't do it. I'm not going to sit there and have some gay flight attendant fussing at me because they haven't had enough biatch hormones that day in order to feel normal, I guess. I don't know what the heck these guys' problems are. Let me tell you a story one time. I was coming back from Europe, and I was really blessed. I had used enough airline points. We had saved them up to fly back first class out of England. And I'll never forget there was a, there was a, and I, I, it, we're lifetime platinum with American Airlines. And I'll never forget there was this airline guy, and he was as he was as gay as you could get. I mean, he was like he on a, on a hundred scale, he was a hundred as far as gay, as far as attitude, the lisp and the voice and everything. And, and I and I talked to him. We got on the plane. And I told him that both my wife and I were lifetime platinum, and I, I, I just explained to him that you know that you know how the world works. I did, and all of a sudden his entire voice changed. He didn't sound gay anymore. His lisp went away. He provided the, probably the best service we've ever had on an airplane flight to us and everybody else on first class on American Airlines. I, I mean, it was unbelievable how nice he was, how good he was. This stuff doesn't have to happen. They don't have to act like that if they don't want to. They don't have to be like that if they don't want to. The problem is, is that when we endorse it and we allow it, like with these children now who basically get this gay instructor or transgender instructor, and this little child's four years old, and they start thinking they could be a gay guy or they could be a transgender, and they have gay stories. Remember the transgender story hour under Obama? And these guys were flashing. They were coming up through these, these guys were showing up at the library in dresses, cross dresses is what they were, like Klaus Schwab. They come up, they show up in dresses, and they have no underwear on, and they flash their genitalia at these young children. This is the type of perversion that we have in the school systems because of the basically the, the educational system has become so corrupt. If you're a straight heterosexual male and you're in the school system and you're in a very liberal county with liberal people in charge of the county, including a bunch of witches who are in charge, they make your life hell. They really do because you don't want to go along with their perversions. The same thing is true with all of this stuff. They're using the bioweapons data release to cover the fact that they could run a false flag down, blame it on Russia. They're using the war to cover the Pfizer data dump, showing all these people are dying. They're blaming Florida and DeSantis on not wanting to groom children to become homosexuals and transgenders. Listen to me, guys. I'm with Austin. If, if a kid, sexual orientation in a child needs to be done by the parents. I'm just telling you that right now. If, if the parent wants their child to be a weirdo, that's up to the parent. I don't like it. I don't think the children should be involved with parents like that, but it's their children. 
but it should never even be taught at the junior high school or elementary school level. If they're going to teach sexual reproduction and all the other things, let them do that in high school when they're taking basic biology. That's the best place to do that in 10th grade. That's when we had human reproduction when I was in 10th grade in high school. By that time, you already know if you're gay or not. You already know if you're a Christian or not. You already know what you believe and what you don't believe, and you don't have to be persuaded. persuaded. Uh, Savannah, my 19-year-old, she was taking this class right now, this semester in college, and it was basically they were starting to talk about evolution. And I, I mentioned this to you guys a few weeks ago. She raised her hand in the class and said, isn't this the theory of evolution? And the professor goes, well, yes, but it's a generally accepted theory. And, and Savannah says again, isn't this the theory of evolution? Yes, it's the theory. She goes, well, I don't believe this theory. She says, I'll learn the theory. This is a conversation in front of the whole class. I'll learn the theory because you tell me to learn it, but I don't agree with it. See, once you get to the point where you're 18, 19, 20 years old, and you've already made decisions on how you want to believe about certain things, it's easy to stand your ground. Like the other day when the guy hit me with a doggone wand and hit my glasses in my front pocket, my sunglasses, he said, what's that? What does he think that I've got a gun in my front pocket that's with the with a pair of sunglasses? What kind of nutbag was this? All he was doing was provoking me. I'm sure I had already showed up on facial recognition camera, you know, over the Disney Springs. And I just turned and walked out. I said, I'm done. I'm not, I'll never support this company ever again. And I, and I just, and I knew better when I went over there. Austin warned me. I told Austin, I'm going over to Disney Springs. And he says, good luck, dad. And I, and then, and of course, it was an hour over in the bad traffic, an hour back in the bad traffic. And all I did was get flustered. And I'm going to say this to every one of you. And I, and I don't, I, I don't know how to say it any more direct than this. Why are you supporting Disney if you still are? Why are you coming to Florida and going to a theme park that wants to groom four-year-old children, become homosexuals and transgenders? Why do you think that's okay to give them your money? The Bible says, come ye out from among them, be ye separate, touch not the unclean thing. To me, Disney's an unclean thing. After I saw this thing with the transgenders, I'd already had enough of them as it was. I am done with Disney now. And I've had enough of it. So what, where do you draw your line in the sand as far as no longer accepting the perversion of the masses? When do you say, I'm not going to allow myself to be taught these things any longer? I'm not going to read this stuff. I'm not going to look at this stuff. When am I not going to go anymore to Disney movies? I wouldn't take a child to a Disney movie for nothing. If I wanted to watch a Disney movie, I'd get something that's made in the 50s or the 60s. You know, and I would do that, like, you know, like Dalmatians or no way that's got the, that's got that stupid Cruella de Vil in it too. But I would find something that was clean that Disney did way back when and I let the kids watch that. I would, and, and if you, you look at all the subliminal stuff in those old movies even with a lot of the 666s and everything else they do, it's mind boggling. It really is. So why in the world, you know, and, and you know, like, let me say one other thing. I remember when I was a kid, they played Fantasia one time on TV. It scared the holy living yak yak out of me. It did. It scared me. I'm a little kid and I'm watching this giant demon with his wings flapping and I'm like, what the heck is this? And it was so bad when they used to show it at MGM Studios that the children started screaming and crying and everything else when they had that, they had an actual parade using this thing. They had to stop doing it because they had so many complaints. If a, People say how good you know, Walt Disney is. I don't believe that for one second. Walt Disney had Club 33, you know, from Masonic Lodges. I mean, he's a pervert. He's a weird. A lot of people said he all kind of has all kinds of weird hangups. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. All I know is the thing is about I know what the doggone organization has done, and I know what they're doing with it now. So why would you come to Florida? Do we have beautiful beaches here? I mean, some of the most beautiful beaches in the world, especially in the Panhandle in Panama City and Destin and Pensacola. I mean, they're probably the most beautiful beaches in the world. White sand, it's amazing. Why not bring your families to the beach? 
Why do you have to go to a theme park to be indoctrinated for homosexuality and transgenderism? Why would you allow yourself to do that? I won't, I won't do it anymore. And, I, and, I, and the thing that really bothers me is I used to actually enjoy going over there and walking around and seeing stuff and having the kids with me when they were little. And, I, and it's aggravating to me that I would never, ever suggest that anyone take a child there again. But just, guys, listen to me. I've had enough for that place. Now, I don't call it Mickey Mouse anymore. I call it the rat. I'm not going to support the rat. Not going to do it. Had Ganuka all of it, being German being enough, and I'm and just not going to do it. I know, I know I'm being redundant. I got that. But it's that important to me, for you as my listeners, and for people that I pray for every day to understand that we are not to accept perversion. Oh, I'm going to go on vacation to Sodom and Gomorrah this week. What? Oh, no, I'm going on vacation to Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and, and God looks down at you and says, why do you want to go to Sodom and Gomorrah? Well, they got some really cool rides over there. And they got a thing called Splash Mountain to be a lot of fun. And, and another thing called Soarin'. They got all these really neat rides. And they've got a zoo there. Okay, you're going to go to Sodom and Gomorrah so you can go on the rides. Okay, why would you do that? Well, because I like rides. Why would you support Sodom and Gomorrah and give them money? Well, because I want to. How do you think God looks at that, honestly? How does God look at that? He goes, well, okay, if you really want to go to Sodom and Gomorrah, and then you turn right around and you ask God to bless you after you've been to Sodom and Gomorrah. After the money he's given you and allowed you to earn and blessed you with, you give to a perverted group. And the Bible says, come ye out from among them, be ye separate, touch not the unclean thing. Listen to me, friends. That's as direct and as strong of a metaphor as I can possibly use. Disney is, in my opinion, Sodom and Gomorrah. It is a sick, perverted place. Why in the world, with all kinds of draconian lockdowns and wands and metal detectors, why would you want to go over there and give those people any money at all? Austin, what do you think of what's your next story? Well, I think you nailed it on the head right now. More than anything, you know, a lot of people don't bother to pay attention and actually do research into a lot of companies that they get money to. And that's obvious, and I get it. Sometimes people just don't do the research. Disney's been very open and candid about a lot of the stuff they do, but now we've taken it a step further. And when you actually have the CEO, I mean, this is a CEO, guys. This isn't, you know, head of advertisement or somebody that works in the park. This is the CEO of Disney blatantly calling up DeSantis and demanding that he dump this bill because he doesn't want to have an anti-grooming bill on the record. He doesn't want children to basically have that option to not be sexualized with perversion before third grade. The only reason anybody would not support this bill is because they want children learning perverted ideology. That's it. I've looked at the bill. There's, there's no nefarious purpose to it at all. I've gone through the whole thing. There's nothing strange about it. There's no anti-gay literature in it like they're claiming. There's no, oh, you can't, you can't talk about you know, somebody being gay. No, it's, teachers cannot promote this literature and promote this theory and promote all this crap in the schoolroom. That's what it's about, and it should be like that. It's a parental guide law that parents actually have a right to dictate what their children learn. Imagine that. Imagine that. that parents actually have a right to say what they're teaching and what they basically – what their children are being taught. This concept has eluded a lot of people to where these communists have really come in now, and they've really made people think that you don't have a right to know what your children are teaching. I mean, up until a couple of years ago, this was an ongoing issue already in a lot of school systems where, I mean, the school boards, they refused to disclose any of their any of their literature, any of their curriculums. They wouldn't disclose any of it. We don't have to. We're not required to do that. 
now a lot of it's changing now, and a lot of stuff's moving forward because parents are realizing what they've been teaching has been complete and total communist filth. That's why it's so important you stay involved and see what your children are being taught. And I want to go back real quick and touch base. Dad is exactly right with what he talked about with Ukraine. I brought this up before anybody even had it in the news. There are very few topics being discussed about it. Once the U.S. Embassy dropped it off their website, you know, me and a couple other alternative media news sites were covering it on the 15 bioweapon labs. You guys, if you listen to the show the last two weeks, you know I was bringing it up, bringing it up, bringing it up. Now that it's out in the open, now they're literally flipping the script and saying Russia's the one who's basically doing this. Russia's got biological weapons now. Russia's going to release them on uh, basically Ukraine. There's actually – I saw this earlier now. They're saying that the um, – there was the, the Russia – now, Daily Mail UK – let me put back to this. Daily Mail UK now just put out a huge propaganda piece against Russia. They said Russia takes its Ukrainian bio- – they put it in parentheses – Biological weapons propaganda to the UN, and Putin has gaslighted the Security Council by demanding a meeting to accuse the U.S. of funding man-made viruses for Kiev. Well, this isn't biological weapons propaganda. This isn't basically some type of gaslighting. This is a documented fact. You can even look on the budgetary expense with the DOD on what they were doing with pulling the permits, with providing the funding, and then turning around and helping them build them. And then eight of them, at least eight of those 15 labs, were currently under full control by DOD scientists. So don't tell me that Russia's coming out with bioweapons propaganda. Russia's been talking about this for years. They didn't want to have bioweapon labs on their border in Ukraine. Now that they've busted them, now that the news is out, now that everybody knows, now the entire media is flipping the script. So why I bring this up, and this is what I want to finally say on this, keep your eyes and your ears open to the truth. It is highly probable right now. Remember what I've told you before, that one quote from the movie Open Range. If you listen to what somebody says, they'll tell you what they're going to do. Even if they don't tell you what they're going to do, they will. You have to listen to what they say. They're telling us right now it's highly probable there's going to be some type of false flag bioweapon attack, either in Ukraine, either in Europe, either in Russia. Somewhere something's going to happen somewhere. Maybe in the U.S. I have no idea. I'm just, I have no knowledge of what's happening. But I can tell you right now, once you start putting the lines between the dots, you start seeing the picture of what's happening. And that's where they're going with this because now there's so much bad publicity against Ukraine and the United States for these bioweapon labs. Because remember – the bioweapon lab stuff is still real raw for everybody in the United States because of what we just dealt with with the Wuhan lab and Fort Detrick lab and building this basically chimeric coronavirus that, by the way, gene sequencing was tied into the Moderna patent back in 2018. Still, still haven't figured out why nobody's talked about that one. And now we're seeing that all this propaganda is talking about Russia's going to do attack, Russia's going to do attack, Russia's going to do a bioattack now. And what's interesting about it, what's very interesting about it is we've seen the same thing played before with the chemical weapons BS with Libya and Syria. We've watched it happen over and over and over again with complete and total fake news in order to actually gaslight people into supporting invasions and wars that didn't exist. We literally watched our entire government boldface lie to us and say, 
We have to invade Iraq because Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction, WMDs. Everybody remembers the news conferences, including myself. We have to go in and we have to absolutely air raid and firebomb Baghdad for days on end to soften them up so we can go and invade Iraq and take over the weapons of mass destruction. They didn't exist. There were none there. It was a complete and total lie so we can invade Iraq and get the support of the American populace behind them and get everybody enlisting. I remember, I remember guys I knew that were a couple years older than me getting their thirty and $40,000 enlistment bonuses to enlist in infantry in the United States Army after 9-11 and multiple, multiple years afterwards. I had a friend of mine that was a couple years older than me that I knew back over in high school. His name was Matt. He basically just got a $40,000 bonus, went in full-blown infantry grunt, came back, knee was blown out, back was messed up, completely different in the head, never the same, was a saw gunner, 249 saw gunner, and dealt over there for multiple years in the sandbox. And when he came back, he was just, he was just different, man. I mean, different, not right. Not only, he only one time opened up me and he started drinking really heavy, and a lot of stuff he was telling me, he was just like, dude... What the heck, man? He's like, yeah. He's like, that's why I don't talk about anything over there. And we did that to tens of thousands of young men that signed up under the false pretense that 9-11 was actually not done by the Mossad and Saudi Arabia and the United States intel government like the CIA. And we thought that actually Iraq was the one that attacked us and they had weapons of mass destruction they were going to use next. We saw the lie. We already had it happen to us, guys. We watched it firsthand. So please – Use wisdom and do your own research before you start supporting one side over another. I'm not pro-Russia. I'm not pro-Ukraine. I'm pro-freedom, and I'm pro-humanity, and I'm pro-truth. That's what I am pro. I'm not about supporting one side just because it's the popular thing to do. I got eviscerated at the beginning of COVID when I started calling out what was going on, on social media, on emails. I got some of those hateful emails in my life I've ever seen when I started talking about the mask. And talked about the occultist symbolism and the sixes on the floor and how everybody needed to shut down their businesses and said I was completely against it. I'll never support this type of behavior. doesn't matter what's floating around. Everybody has a right to make their own choice when it comes to their own health. Take care of yourself. Take vitamin C. Exercise and keep your body strong. I got eviscerated for it. Then finally, a couple months into it, people started going, all right. I caught COVID. I survived. So-and-so caught it. Well, I know so-and-so was 60, and they were in pretty bad shape, and they ended up dying. Okay. And we got through it, though. It was pretty horrible, but we got through it. Everybody started going, was this, was this really okay to allow the government to start telling us what to do, to arrest people at gunpoint because they had their non-essential business open, which I personally saw happen in Tampa? No. That was never okay. That's why I'm not going to pretend like it didn't happen and just go along with the next narrative that they want everybody to believe. Stay awake and stay vigilant because there's a high probability they're going to pull something up here very, very soon to try to make sure that they do not allow anybody to focus on the truth of what's really going on. Also, too, and one other comment that I wanted to make regarding Disney one of the only Disney films that I've supported and I've watched repeatedly and I let my children watch is the Swiss Family Robinson done in 1960. If you guys want to see a film you've never seen before that is done extremely excellent, it goes into detail on security, weapons platforms from the late 1800s, working together as a family, using different types of external things like trees and building and making houses and making defense techniques and making coconut grenades, which I don't know how effective those are, but they were cool for the movie, and fighting off pirates and bandits. 
excellent, excellent film that was well done in 1960, probably one of the only Disney films that I ever have actually agreed with. They would never be able to release that film now with all their woke crap that they have in there, and I wish, I hope, they do not remake it, because if they remake it, there's a 100% guaranteed fact they're going to butcher that film and make it a complete and total travesty. So that was one movie that I basically supported from Disney, if you guys want to watch something that's good from Disney, and that's, that's about the short list as it gets with me. Also, too, in other news, I want to give everybody a heads up. This spending bill <laughs> that a lot of people haven't even really heard about, this and, you know, bill that basically is uh, another one and a half trillion, I think, where we're at now. I can't keep up with the funny numbers very much now because it's getting so out of control. You can't really make up how much money they're continuing to dump in the market. But the House passed the government funding legislation, the omnibus bill that basically has gone through. If anybody's looked at this now. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring this up and talk about it is because it's very disturbing. The text of the spending bill goes into basically a $1.5 trillion discretionary resources across the 12 years. $1.5 trillion, yes, HR 2471. They give Ukraine gets a blanket check for $13.6 billion. Yes, I'm not joking. $13.6 billion. You can't even – you know, it's funny because we talk about numbers a lot of times. We've become so desensitized when we hear about these bills. Oh, $13.6 billion. That's not a big deal. Guys, remember when everybody thought, you know, a billionaire was like unbelievably wealthy because they are and they can pretty much buy anything? It's a thousand millions. There's only a couple hundred billionaires on the whole planet. Then the Billionaire Boys Club, that's big boy money. We're handing a small country that's smaller than Texas almost $14 billion. Well, because, because they deserve it, guys. Because American taxpayer, well, you know, we deserve high gas prices and we deserve to be, you know, beat down for being America. But Ukraine, they, they need $13.6 billion. Now, remember, this $13.6 billion isn't going to the, the children and the mothers that are basically trying to get out of war zones or the young men that may actually be fighting for their country, possibly in Ukraine. So I do think there are still good people in Ukraine. I think the government is completely and totally corrupt. This $13.6 billion isn't going to anything like that. This $13.6 billion is going to the most third most corrupt country in the entire world, and we're handing them a check to their government. Now, if you think that's okay or anybody thinks that's okay, we really need to have a discussion on actually American nationalism and being proud to take care of America because this is so far egregious, I can't even make it up. Now, the second note that I want to bring up on this bill, something that is extremely disturbing and why I encourage everybody to contact your local representatives. I have the link that's going to be going out on the website today, on you know, news articles with basically documents that you can send to your representatives and tell and urge them not to pass this bill or at least to drop the gun control out of it. Yes, I said that right. In the middle of the 2,741-page government spending bill, there are two huge government firearm regulations in this bill right now. It's on through it's through pages 2207 to 2213. Yes, 200 pages of gun control bills. That's you can go in there, but there's various stuff in between. Now, despite our best efforts, they passed this, and 39 Republicans actually supported it. This is where we need to make sure the senators make sure if they want this bill to go through, which I don't agree with the spending bill so far out of control. The, the U.S. military gets another like $800 billion. Again, it keeps going up another $50 billion over last year. Now, what's interesting about this, this is the part that's really bad. Sections 1101 and 1102 of the bill are known as the NICS Denial Notification Act. Now, listen to me very carefully. This is basically the background checks, the NICS background checks that you fill out when you go buy a firearm from a dealer or a gun store. 
Nine out of ten times, if someone is denied a background check, it's usually wrongly wrongly denied or there's something wrong with the system. Or sometimes it could be something that popped up on a record that's not still active or was expunged, and it's usually a false positive nine out of ten times. Because think about it. Very few convicted felons go into a store to buy a gun and get a background check when they know they're convicted felons with numerous you know, robbery or burglary charges on their background. Well, what they're doing now is even though this is mostly – Fault, you know, false positives. Congress has the NICS Denial Notification Act, which is in the middle of the spending bill, that instructs ATF to work with local law enforcement to launch criminal investigations into each and every NICS denial, including all false positive denials. This is literally giving ATF an open check to go and start doing investigations on anyone. Now, remember, the NICS active database can be overridden on its platform. They can go in and actually deny people for no odd reason whatsoever, and then they can come back and say, we apologize, that was a mistake. This has happened numerous times that I, I personally know of. So now what you're going to see is people are just going to randomly get denied for no reason. Maybe they did. Maybe they're political beliefs. Maybe they did something. Maybe they didn't. And now ATF is going to have the authority under Congress to go in and open up investigations into individuals, even if they had a false positive on this denial. This is huge. This is going to be exploited to a whole nother level. I really encourage everybody to get a hold of your sinners and tell them do not allow this to go through. Another thing that on top of it as well, Section 1103 contains funding, more funding for the illegal unconstitutional ATF to begin deputizing local law enforcement to enforce federal gun laws, allowing ATF to appoint any local government attorney as well to prosecute the enforcement of gun control. This runs in direct contradiction to the Second Amendment sanctuary laws that the gun owners of America have been pushing around the country. States like Missouri and Idaho have passed the strongest Second Amendment protection laws, which prohibit funding of gun control or include criminal or civil penalties for government agents and agencies that enforce unconstitutional gun control. This is huge. ATF is one of the most nightmares organizations on the United States soil. They're a complete and total travesty to American freedom. It should have been disbanded years ago. They should have never allowed Waco to happen so they could get their funding additionally. If this allows to go through, ATF is pretty much going to have a bunch of giant law enforcement snitches that work for ATF in order to do whatever they want and do their bidding. As we have seen over the last decades of decades of decades of ATF's ineptness, they do not need any help being morons and going to the bad ideas factor to come up with more stupid stuff to do to law-abiding citizens, much less go have investigations now and use law enforcement as their snitches. I highly encourage people contact your senator. I'll have a link on the list, but I encourage people to get that out right now because most people don't even know both these gun bills are in this enormous, out-of-control, $1.5 trillion spending bill, which I'm still wondering where we're going to keep getting the money for that. Oh, that's right. The Federal Reserve is going to keep printing more money. They're, they're really good at doing that. <laughs> what do you think, Dad? More and more debt's all it is. I mean, the, the, the thing about it is taxpayers can't regenerate that kind of money. It's impossible. The, the, the federal government is so bloated and out of control now, and you know, and almost a, almost a trillion dollars just for defense. I mean, what the heck? We can't even get our troops out of Afghanistan. Where'd all that money go? How do we, we can't even do a doggone retreat out of Afghanistan without being a complete and total, you know, laughing stock of the entire world. We're spending trillions of dollars. Oh, that's right. Remember when they lost 1.3 trillion or 2.3 trillion dollars 20 years ago before 9/11? 
Yeah, that, that, that's how inept the Defense Department is. And ATF, and Austin and I both had, you know, experiences with ATF. They're a horrible organization. Now, not every single person who works for ATF is bad. That's not true. They're not. But the overall point of this organization is something that was done hundreds of years ago, and it's lost its effectiveness, and it's lost its, it's not needed. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. I mean, really? Alcohol? Alcohol? <laughs> tobacco? And, and firearms, well, they forgot about the alcohol and tobacco. They pretty much do everything now for firearm control and running drugs, you know, to South America and to Central America and to Mexico, which basically is unbelievably illegal, but this is what they do. This is what happens when you have a government inside of a government, a shadow government. They get to do things, and they're out of control, and now Congress is going to give them even more authority to come in and investigate people because they had a false positive on a background check. That's kind of like what happened to me in Disney World, wasn't it? I got hit by facial recognition. I wasn't carrying a gun. That's a false positive. I guess you say it that way. And I go up to the front desk. Also, I'm getting wanded down and questioned and grilled, and I didn't do anything. Yeah, but a whole lot worse with ATF because they have the ability to throw you in handcuffs and take you in for questioning. Yeah, you don't think they'll do that? I guarantee you they'll do that. So that's why it's important that you know who your county is. I'm sorry, who your sheriff is in your county and how willing is he's going, is how willing he is to go around with this nonsense. Very, very important, especially if they have to, have to ask for backup from the police to do all of this stuff. Really important you stay out of these liberal counties and liberal states. Now a little more of a lighter story. Rattlesnake Roundup in Texas takes two paths, drawing praise and scorn. Now they bring in thousands and thousands of snakes, some of them six, seven feet long every year. And basically they eat the meat, they reuse the rattlers, they sell the heads, they sell the skin to make belts and boots, and they actually keep the population of these rattlesnakes at bay in a more manageable state. And, of course, the woke liberal weirdos are going absolutely insane over this again, and now it's drawing national scorn and national attention. My response to all of you folks in Texas that are catching these rattlesnakes and bringing them to the annual rattlesnake roundup, well done. Congratulations. You've pulled a bunch of stinking pit vipers off the planet. They're awful. I wish we had an annual, you know, water moccasin roundup. You know, we have, we have all of these pythons they're trying to kill now in the Everglades. I guess, but they shouldn't be allowed to do that either, should they, guys? I remember years ago I was at a park up on Amelia Island and I remember there was a rattlesnake. It was on the sidewalk and all these little children were running around it, running around it barefoot. And I went to kill it with a stick, you know, with a club, you know, basically a limb. And they, and they, the guy came running out there and started screaming at me, who was basically running the concession stand who worked for the guards, state park service and told me that if I killed that snake, I was going to jail. He's had me arrested. And I'm like, it's a rattlesnake. And he goes, we don't do that in this park. They're protected. I said, there's children here who are barefoot. They could kill these children with the venom. So he picks it up with a stick, you know. At least he had a sense to do that. I thought he was going to kiss it and moves it over and puts it in bushes about 20, 30, 40 feet away. And I looked at him. I said, now you've just camouflaged it. It's still there. We're pretending like it's not. And if the kids run over there, they can still get bit. Oh, no, they're protected in this park. That's the mindset of the woke American public. And the same thing they kept us. Back when I was a kid, you could swim in lakes down here, and there were no alligators in the residential lakes. The, the people in Florida had had enough of these 16, 14, 18-foot reptiles eating people and animals and dogs and cows and everything else, and they got them basically hunted out. Now, there were still a whole bunch of them, literally millions of them in the Everglades. But the people came in, the, the doggone conservationists, and said, we've got to put these peak apex predators back in the lake so they can eat the water moccasins and eat the turtles and 
eat the people and eat your pets, I guess. I don't know what they were thinking. And now we have to deal with this stuff when we're swimming and when we're skiing in these freshwater lakes down here. There's some big animals down here, guys. I mean big boys. And here we are having to fight with those things again. Guys, listen to me. There's stupid going to seed, and that's what this is. When you have things that kill you and eat you, there's a high probability you don't want a whole bunch of those things in the population or in the ecosystem around human beings. Let these rattlesnakes stay out in the Everglades. Let the snakes stay out in the Everglades. Let the alligators stay in the Everglades. Let all of us be out there for people go out there and get on an airboat and see them. But swimming with them, living with them, handling them, nah, let's think through all that. I love you guys. I had the opportunity to pray for you today. You guys are absolutely awesome. And thanks again for your support of Health Masters. You guys just are absolutely amazing to me. And you mean the world to me. Go ahead and finish it up, Austin, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And this is why we continue to get the truth out there every single day. And if you guys are on the Hagman Show list tonight, I'll be hosting his show. He's basically out of town right now, so I'll be running Hagman solo. But i got a lot more stuff lined up and some more stuff that I'm going to go into detail with that I talked about earlier today. So, again, thank you for the continued support of Health Masters, getting the truth out there. Everybody that gets the truth out there is making a difference one little bit at a time. Like I said, I truly believe the fact that so many people started to wake up about health and nutrition, so many people started to wake up about the truth, that's the only reason we are able to shut this COVID thing down before it turned into a two, three, four, five-year pandemic. I personally believe that, and I think they needed some type of other event because I personally think if they still had the COVID narrative wrapped up on their finger, that Ukraine wouldn't even be a topic that would be on the news right now. Nobody would even think about it one bit. It would be like, okay, whatever. This is why it's so important we get everything out there. We call these guys out. Thank you for the support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Enjoy your weekend. I'll see you on the Hackman Show tonight. And after that, I'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always. Y'all take care. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.